Hi everybody, this is Pat here from the Smashing Skull Sessions and I'm delighted to welcome you all to the first episode of our new series, The Review Room, which will be going out every few weeks um, and I'll be joined, thankfully, by these three guys. I think you all know Tim here below. Tim does a bit of reviewing for us already and Tim has been in one or two of the interviews. So Tim Pienenberg, I have Richard Murphy and Richard Beauty. This way, sorry. These two guys have been dumb friends of mine since back in 2017 when we first met at the festival. And ever since we meet up, we fucking have a great crack and really enjoy dunk when we get there and we catch up and have plenty and plenty of beers, lads. Am I right? One or two. A fair few is right. Um, so basically, lads, the idea of the show is we're going to review maybe four bands every few weeks. It could be an album, it could be a single, it could be from any genre within the rock and metal spectrum, nothing sort of pigeonholing of any sort, but I suppose we will reference what style of music we think they are. And then after that, we just have a discussion about another topic of another kind, whatever we come up with. Maybe this week we might discuss Dunk, actually, since we've been there. And I know Tim has been at Grass Pop and Richard, you've been at a festival as well, yeah? Yes, Black Deer, Americana, don't you know, yesterday, which is not necessarily my cup of tea, but uh, I've got some thoughts for you which might be interesting later on. Excellent stuff, brilliant. I'm just saying, I'm, I'm glad your accent didn't change after being at that show for the day. Thank you all. You know? I, was, I was thinking of wearing a Stetson just for the occasion. But, uh, <laughs> you should have. Yeah, the woman I stole it from wanted it back sometime later. <laughs> Brilliant. So um, look, we're going to kick off, guys. Here we go. Look, we're going to kick off straight away with the first track that we're going to have an old review of. It's from a band who hailed from Switzerland. I think it's safe to say we're probably all big fans of Meech. Um, way back in, I don't know, a year they did a stolen view. If we get there one day, would you please open the gates? There was, for better or for worse, fuck it, three lads. Would you agree? Three incredible albums, all three. Yeah, certainly the last one. I'm not as familiar with their earlier stuff, but uh, for better or worse, I think I reviewed it, actually, um, for one of the um, websites. Really like it. I like their sort of electronic element. Uh The post-rock, it's, as you know, quite unusual to have that much. Yeah, it is, actually. Especially that album, as opposed to the previous stuff, yeah. Yeah. Richard, you're a fan, yeah? I'm the same as Rich, actually, in that I'm not really aware of the earlier stuff. But, yeah, that, that album was a real real good one. Nice. And Tim, you're the same. I think you'd be a Leech fan, would you? Completely new for me. Oh, fuck. Interesting. So, yeah. oh, there we go. Interesting stuff. Yeah. So, here you go, guys. Here's a taster of Leech's new single. It's called Pick a Cloud. And um, let me see what you think of this. Right, lads, so there you have it. That is Pick a Cloud from Leech, who hailed from Switzerland. That's their latest single. Um, right, Rich B, kick us off. What do you think? Um, 
I hate to be controversial on my uh, on my first appearance <laughs> on this on this new show. And I know I know Pat, you're a big fan of this. Yes, band. yes. Um, and as we said before, I really like their last album, sort of the amalgamation of electronica and mm. sort of traditional post rock with a twist. Really liked it. This has got a lot more synth in it and mm. a lot less traditional sort of guitar-based post-rock. And for that reason, it it doesn't have the same sort of sonic impact for me that their previous album material mm. did. Mm. Mm. Um, I'm surprised if there is an album to follow that they've led with this as a single, because to me it's not an obvious immediate choice. Yeah. So it yeah. might indicate that it's going to be an album quite similar to this track. I'm not sure. So I'm a bit on the fence. I was hoping for more, um, and perhaps the album will reveal more. But at the minute, yeah, it's it's not really doing it for me. Um, mm. You know, bands like Lost in Kiev, PG Lost, they are increasing their electronic um, influence within their material, but yeah. retaining, retaining that sort of sonic heft mm. that I personally need a lot of my music to have. And this just hasn't got it. Mm, interesting. Uh, I can't disagree with you actually, Rich, on any of that, to be honest. Uh, my opinion, I guess, again, I always said that this band can't do any wrong for everything I've heard from the start. When I first heard this track, I said, fuck it, what am I missing? And I played it maybe six or seven times on the bounce. And it did get better and that melody just sunk into my brain and it was there for the whole weekend. So again, I'm on the fence on it. It's not heavy enough for me, but I think that's possibly the route they're going down, having followed on from For Better or Worse, which was a lot more electronic and synthesized. So yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't know. Tim, they're new to you, so it'll be interesting to hear your take. Yeah, well, I can't uh, compare them uh, to other uh, albums of a uh, previous album, so um, I kind of like it. Mm. Uh, I agree with you, uh, uh, Pat, uh, um, that, that melody, uh, melody that's coming back uh, over mm. and over mm. and then try. Uh, it's, it's really got stuck in my head. So uh, I, I find it a, a bit like um, uh, a scenic, uh, a bit of a mo- movie soundtrack. Yeah. Could, could use as a movie soundtrack or something like that. So, yeah, um, so uh, I can compare it. Uh, and uh, So I'm completely fresh in it, and yeah, I like it. Good, good stuff. It's not heavy, of course, uh, that's true. Um, but when I'm in the mood for something uh, smooth, <laughs> then, uh, <laughs> I think it was, very, <laughs> it was very different to what you heard in Grass Pop over the weekend, I'd say, Tim, was it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it definitely brought me back uh, into uh, mellow uh, waters. Yeah, exactly. It was music to travel home to. I'd say that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we didn't uh, have any music in, in the car back. <laughs> uh, Rich M, what do you yeah. take? For me, it's fairly similar. I think to to Rich in that the first couple of minutes, I thought this is a really interesting melody, but then I just sort of started to drift off somehow. Mm-hmm. Lost interest in it a little bit. And I kept coming back to it two or three times and I didn't really yeah. grasp it, what it was trying to do and it just sort of lost me a bit. I like what Tim said about it being a film soundtrack because actually for some reason, I don't know why, it reminded me of the Twin Peaks theme tune. It yeah. just sort of <laughs> drifted with these odd notes and you know, I could see it being a TV theme tune or something like that. But for mm. me as a track, it didn't really hold my interest for that long. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of bands are dropping tracks like this, aren't they? They drop something maybe not so impactful. Yeah. And then there's two or three tracks to follow before the album comes out and things seem to, I don't know, seem to gain momentum a bit. I know as a part of the ploy to sort of suck you in. I don't know. Um, maybe, maybe, yeah. be interesting because um, I don't know what, um, what text they put out with the release of the single, whether they commented about what direction um, the album might, might be heading in. But as mm. um, said before, if this is any indication, it's, it's going to be sort of full on electronica, I think. Yeah. It's got, you know, if you take, uh, you take Mogwai as sort of a, a similar example, you know, when they, when they, because there's, there's various modes of Mogwai, Shoegaze um, mm. Mogwai, Pope's Rock Mogwai, and, and they definitely do full on electronica. Um, but they still have that sort of 
unique sound that, that you could always identify as being a Mogwai track, if that makes mm. sense. It does. Maybe yeah. in time, Leeks will develop that style themselves. Mm. Anything else, Ted, lads? I think I'll wait and hear a few more tracks if it is coming from an album before passing complete judgment. Yeah. But I'm wary of where it's yeah, taken. Yeah. But would you have been a fan of the previous stuff, uh, Rich? Yeah, I like the last one. I did yeah. like the last one. For better for us, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But uh, you, made, you made a great point, actually, Rich B. Um, last in Kiev, PG Lost, they've all had that electronic sound, that synthesized sound. Yeah. They've definitely lost some of the guitar power that they would have had before, but not to the extent that that track has taken it away. No. Well, there aren't any guitars as far as I can work out. (laughs) Um, But um, yeah, it sounds like we're being very negative. You know, I like the band. I just don't like this track. Mm. Um, But, you know, I'll I'll certainly be checking the album out regardless. Yeah. Yeah. If there's one coming, which presumably there is. Again, I'm only guessing as well. They're not a band to say too much on social media. Actually, I was keeping an eye on it. And yeah, they're not exactly prolific, are they? No, they literally just oh, drop a track, see what you think. Yeah. Even though they did reply today when I asked if we use the track on the show. So, man, you know, we must be doing something right. Uh, right, we kick off with the second track. So, lads, um, again, <laughs> surprise, surprise, I'm not a big fan of this band. They released an album back in 2021, uh, Topic which to me was one of the albums of the year. Fucking hell, it was heavy. <laughs> Very technical. Um, maybe, yeah, we'll talk more about it after. Um, are you aware of Crane, lads? From Switzerland again, actually, yeah. This yeah. was a new one, actually. Oh, right. oh really? Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it's a bit of a Swiss op tonight, actually, isn't it? But isn't it? Uh, I know we're uh, delving into other stuff later. But yeah, I was, I similar to you, Pat, really enjoyed it. Um, it was possibly a bit too technical in places for me, for my tiny little brain to cope with. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, when when they were heavy, they were really heavy. Mm. Um, and without revealing too much about this track, you know, it's uh, it's down similar similar territory. It is. It is. They're sticking to their formula, without doubt. I think on this one, uh, Tim. Anything to say before we play the track and before we discuss it further? Are you a fan? Of the band? Uh, I didn't know this band either. So oh, all four uh, bands we covered tonight uh, are new uh, to me. Um, usually I uh, really love uh, Swiss uh, bands. Mm. And, uh, a lot of them, uh, like uh, Coroner and stuff, they, they have their own special twist. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. It's not, 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 not 13 in a dozen. Okay. So, uh, yeah. And, uh, well, uh, I was... Uh, Pleasantly uh, surprised uh, with this. Uh, nice one. We'll be interested to hear more so in a second, Tim. All right, guys, yeah. we're going to give you a taste of this track. This is Crane from Switzerland, also known as the Crane, Re- Crane Reductive, actually, as well, which I know is um, an extended title. Uh, but here's the song Catharsis 2. Um, have a listen, guys. See what you think of this.
Okay, lads, there you have it. That is Crane from Switzerland. Um, they had a fantastic album called Topic back in 2021. This is Catharsis 2, their latest single from, again, I'm assuming a new album that's on the way. Um, we kick off with Tim first, look. Tim, what did you think, man? Um, oh, yeah, what uh, we, we already uh, talked a bit uh, earlier and uh, during the song, and uh, I, I agree with the... Uh, Richard B. <laughs> um, <laughs> it starts really, really great, really impressive. It blasted in, and then you have that, that spoken word uh, uh, part. And after that, I was all, uh, also a little bit hoping on a big climax, mm. and uh, it still uh, it, it stayed on the same level, uh, yeah. same same pace, I think. So, yeah, I, I have to uh, I had to really listen it a couple of times to to get yeah. And what do, what do you think of their sound in general, Tim? Because it is very similar to their previous album topic anyway. I think okay. Rich B will sort of agree to that. It's 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 like it could easily have been on an album, I'd say, Rich. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna check it out. Yeah. Mm. Rich B. Yeah, it's right in my sweet spot. The first uh, two, three minutes. Mm. Exactly the sort of um towering dark post-metal yes. without vocals. Uh, that really floats my boat, you know, chord changes, 4-4, four, four, just let's have it. Um, and I can just imagine these guys uh, at Dunk, you know, yes. perfect sound for Dunk Festival. Mm. Um, and, yeah, like Tim, uh, the spoken word came in. I've got I've got a little bit of... Um, I have a thought on spoken word because um, a lot of bands seem to fall into the same... Error, I'm going to call it, because I'll, I'll talk about it in a second. But yeah. musically, I absolutely loved it up until the spoken word sample came in. Mm. And like Tim, I was expecting after that for them to go into full-on Yando. Yeah. And they didn't. And mm. do you know what? That's fine. I don't need that every single time. But I think if you're going to have such an explosive start to a track, you're going to have to end it explosively as well for me. Uh, mm. That's the only bit that's missing. So, yeah, looking forward to the album. This is a bit less technical than perhaps their material from that yeah. album, yeah. which will probably suit me more, um, mm. I think. So um, here's hoping, uh, yeah, to enjoy that. But on this spoken word thing, mm. I think here, I've read about these guys, and I know I've mentioned them before. Their previous two albums, they roped in a load of mates and they did their own creation of spoken word because it must be really, really difficult to find... Uh, spoken word mm. samples that fit with the music mm -hmm. thematically and also deliver the message that you want to deliver, particularly when it's instrumental music. Yeah. So why not get your mates in, you know, the one with the most gravel-sounding gravel voice you can. Says the man himself, huh? He's yeah, looking, for, he's looking for a job. He's looking for a job. Yeah, absolutely. Or the most angelic female voice alternatively if you want to head in that direction okay. without being sexist about it but create your own stuff you uh, know write your own prose and get your mates to deliver it because then you can you can take it in whatever direction you want to mm. because the words in this didn't really mean anything to me i mean i've listened to it three or four times and i, I kind of get the message and i kind of don't i agree with you but i think the power in the voice but it almost it almost breaks into into tears it's so emotional that for me I tell you, I got a fucking knot in my stomach hearing the, that spoken word actually for that track. Um, really? I have a thing for spoken word passages on songs. I love them. I nearly, I can nearly say I prefer them to vocals okay. because you can go so many places. Like you said, Rich, like you could have a female person talking, you could have male, you could have any kind of tone, accent, you know, you can play around with so much when you do something like that. Vocals tend to be one of a kind, you know, when you hit an album, it seems to sound the same, I think, at times. So I love that idea. We well, are an emotional wreck anyway, Pat, let's face it. As right. you know, I'm emotionally vacuous. So yes. we, we've witnessed it firsthand, so look, there's no denying it here anyway. <laughs> Rich M, what do you think on that? I actually really liked it. I yes. really liked it. I liked the spoken word. Like yourself, it was more about the emotion than the actual words themselves. To some yeah. degree. And even though... You, know, you probably wouldn't expect me to say this because I like the, the heavier end of music. Actually, coming out of that spoken word, I really enjoyed because I thought the guitar tone mm. that it came in with was really, really good. 
and I didn't need that big hit crescendo from it. So for me, they're a band that I'm going to check out more. Nice one, nice one. I was about, like, sorry, Rich, go ahead there. I, 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 like, I reckon not every single track from a post band has to have the crescendo. Like, it doesn't have to have big impact, does it? No. Do you know? Not at all. Not often, the more. Sorry, Rich, go on. So it absolutely doesn't. And in fact, if every track did it, it would just become another. You now everyone's done that before, so mm. having, not having that crescendo in a way is is kudos to them. Mm. Any more to say on that one, Tim? Um, no, no. I can understand. I, I can understand what Richard's saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Would, you, would you would you would you check out their previous album based on that track? Yeah, yeah. I uh, already uh, following the <laughs> the band now and uh, <laughs> really looking forward to. to uh, uh, the album that's coming then, or uh, yeah, it's yeah, cool to yeah. Uh, cover something new. So I think that's right. been a positive outcome there. So lads, yeah, we're all we're all in favour of um, a bit more Crane. I like him, love him. We should, we should uh, have scoring cards that we could hold up to the screen. We probably should for the crack, actually. So we, we should. Um, the only downside, actually, if dare I even say there's a downside to this, but it's very, very trebly, very is it overly crisp? If you know what I mean, I don't know how I actually describe it, but it's well up there in that high pitch for such a heavy, heavy track. You know I mean? If it was just brought down a tier or two, maybe I think it would have more impact because when you play a track from a different band and you went straight into this track, it, it pierces you for that split second. It, it's so high pitched, but yet heavy, I know. Um, just a little something I picked out of it. Fair point. Fair yeah. Point. Um, right, lads, we're off to the UK for the next track. Um, Again, I just came across this one on Bandcamp, just going through a random search. Uh, the band are called Morning Colours. Um, I think this, I'm not sure, is this their debut album? I think it is. And uh, the sort of a bit of maybe emo, post-hardcore. This is a track called Ornament. Um, just briefly before we even play it, lads, did anyone know of this band before? Or this? No? No, new one for me. Um, yeah. Check them out on Bandcamp. I think you're right. This is either debut EP or um, or first proper release. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, so yeah, didn't know them before. Tim, new to you. Yeah, new. Great stuff. Right, lads. Here you go. So have a listen to this. This is Morning Colors. They're from the UK. This is one of the tracks from their latest release, and this is called Ornament. So there you have it, lads. Again, another fucking fantastic track. That is Morning Colours. The track is Ornament. Um, as I said, hailing from the UK. Not sure where in the UK they're from. Again, check their Bandcamp page, lads, if you want to hear or know anything else about them. But we're going to kick off with Rich M. Rich, what was your take on this track? Yeah, I, I, I did enjoy it. Um, I, For me, the only thing that really lost it for me was some of the vocals. Mm. The vocals in post-hardcore have to be edgy, a bit more... It doesn't have to be necessarily a, a scream on it, 
but as long as it's something a little bit different. And the majority of the vocals at the start were a bit too clean, poppy, mm. whatever you want to describe it as. Mm. I really liked the scream vocal later on. Um, I thought that was where it could have been all the way through. And for me, that would have made it a better track. Mm. Um, I did enjoy it, but I just wanted more out of the vocal that would give me that harsher element. Yeah, yeah. And I, again, I had a quick one through the album, actually, and there probably is more of the heavier and harsher vocals throughout, maybe. Again, it was my choice to pick ornament, maybe. A bad call on my, on my part, which I don't know. Not a bad uh, call. It's not a bad call. <laughs> I just think it was an indication of laziness because it was track one on the EPI. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to point that out, Rich. <laughs> This is the place to do it, as I, I, I'm very, very <laughs> thick-skinned, I can tell you that much. I can take the hit, don't You're going to need to be when I get warmed up. That's the job. We're nearly finished there now, right? <laughs> <laughs> right, Tim, what did you make of it? To be honest, uh, this was, uh, for me, the the song that I didn't like. Uh, um, but, um, I think the other three we, uh, we went through, uh, I liked it better. Mm. And uh, because of the vocals, yes, uh, I think the clean vocals somehow remind me a little bit of Ignite, okay. but then uh, with less uh, character and and, uh, and the screaming didn't do it for me either. It, it sounds uh, 13 in a dozen uh, for me. I don't. Hmm. Uh, I, I hear too many bands uh, trying this clean and then uh, harsh vocals, but it's, it sounds all the same to me. To, to be honest. Yeah. Is, is that just the scene though? Is that the post-hardcore scene? I'm not familiar with it like, but is that, is, is that sort of a trademark of it? To me, uh, um, there are very little post-hardcore bands that really stand out or uh, have a, a unique sound. Mm. Uh, of course they are, they are, I don't know all of them, of course, but mm. um, it's, that's a bit, mm, no, that's not what I really like. Okay. It's uh, played well, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Really Rich B? Yeah, I mean, to me, post-hardcore is a bit of a stretch as a description. Um, it's more alternative rock hmm. or post-punk for me. Um, you know, it reminds me a bit of bands like Alkaline Trio, you know, who I really like, um, or Jimmy Eat World even. Yeah, you know, before, yeah. Before the screen vocals, because mm -hmm. it, it's just, it's too nice sounding um, okay. post-hardcore. Which doesn't make it a bad song, you know, as mm. well. And believe it or not, Rich M, I actually quite liked it when he started screaming. Um, because again, the vocals before that, you know, um, they were okay, but, you know, nothing to really write home about. Um, the guitars remind me a little bit of Therapy, which is no bad thing. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, big fan of that band. Nice call, and, yeah. Yeah, and lyrically, I think the other reason I quite like the screaming to start is I couldn't understand the lyrics anymore. Um, because, because um, yeah, they, they for a post-hardcore band to have that lyrical um, standpoint probably is another reason why I'm saying it's not really in that genre for me. It's, it's lighter than that. Yeah, maybe I'm doing a bit of injustice here, so because I, I tagged them in post-hardcore there, but maybe... I, I'm wrong in that approach in the first place. I don't know. Um, well, we'll always blame you, Pat. You know that. Yes, yeah, it's, it's all coming back to me. Yeah. Or the host. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, well, the host. This is my this is my interpretation of the track. Anyway, guys, I love the track. Um, not the biggest fan of the cleaner vocals, but I love the raspiness of that of the, the, the heavier vocal. There's an intro on this track. Maybe the, the first guitar intro. I think Tornado of Souls from Megadeth. If you ever listen back to it again, just have a listen. For maybe three or four seconds, does that climb up the fretboard? I went, fuck it, negative. Um, but very, very Billy Talent is the band that kept coming into my head when I heard Span. Um, so where Billy Talent fit in genre-wise, I haven't a fucking clue. But I think this band were very similar to them. But again, I really enjoyed it. Um, it's something a bit different. It's something I'm dabbling in a lot more lately, this so-called post-hardcore scene, you know, um, I suppose one band that I've always sort of gauged it off is a band called Chalk Hands, another UK band um, who are fantastic. And they sort of, they were the first real band and they've been worn out another band from Ireland here. So I'm sort of gauging everything off those two bands and maybe that's the wrong thing to do, but that's where I'm at. Like, um, can I just, uh, can I ask a question? Go on, yeah. What's the difference between hardcore and post-hardcore? 
I don't know. 30 years. Is it an age thing? <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't know whether it is an age thing. Um, it's a hard one to put your finger on, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Because hardcore has obviously changed from what hardcore was in the early 80s. Yeah. It's itself, but has it just turned into, I don't know. I don't know whether it's just turned into a different genre or whether there's a separate genre developed. Yeah. I think hardcore was heavier and more um, aggressive stylistically. Mm. Yeah. So, so for me, I would class as a post-hardcore band, Svalbard, who are much heavier and, and stylistically heavier and, and uh, much more extreme vocals. Yeah. I would call them post-hardcore. I don't necessarily, as you said earlier, think this is. Mm. Is this is this your scene at all, Tim? Like, would, would like would you would you not listen to a band because of the hardcore post hardcore tag, or is it not a, a genre you're into? Oh, I really try not to uh, label things or um, mm. shut things out. So uh, yeah. I, I always try to listen with open ears, um, and I really do like the contrast and and clean and 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 uh, heavier. Uh, grunting or screaming yeah um, but net, not on this song but uh, yeah i can i can listen to the, hmm. the different kind of post yeah <laughs> post genres but yeah. like you talked about the hardcore thing there which be like you know hardcore post hardcore like it's like any post scene isn't it what's post metal as opposed to fucking metal what's you know where where where's where's the where's the where does it become one and not the other? I, I, I don't know. Yeah, we get, I think I am I am so guilty of this um, and I'm trying to wean myself off it, you know, um, and it's it's genre tags on Bandcamp, you know, because there's so much music to sift mm. if you're into keeping up with new releases as I try to be, um, fail miserably most of the time, that you just hang around in the genres that you are most in love with. Yeah. And so, therefore, if you come across a band that have labelled themselves in a certain way, and it's not a genre you're particularly familiar with, it's perhaps not the right thing to do to criticise it on the basis that it's not fitting with the description. And actually, you should just base it on what what they sound like. Mm. Um, and on that basis, you know, this track is perfectly reasonable alternative rock, but it's not going to, you know, it's not necessarily going to float many post-hardcore fans boats. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So I think we're all agreed. So good music. As debuts go, very strong. If you listen to the album in full, but again, where good do you think? But blame the host for getting blame the, the host yet again. That's that's two out of three. We're gonna blame the host. <laughs> just just so people know actually this because this is our first episode of this show. I chose the four tracks, not at random, but I, I picked four tracks just to mix it up. But going forward, lads, you know, there's gonna be a track picked from each of us to so everybody's going to take a fucking cut of the blame, I can assure you. That's probably getting the kicks in early. Oh, chalk it down, chalk it down. Right, so look, we're going to go on to the four track. And um, again, first time hearing this band, A Horrible Death to a Horrible Man. I absolutely just love the name from the start. And that's what attracted me to it when I, when I saw it. Uh, this is from their album Days Gone By. And this is the first track. I oh, know, sorry. The track is called First Light. Um. Again, just impressions before we play it off, uh, Tim. What, what did you think of this track? Uh, yeah, to me, this was the most favorite uh, song of the all four. Uh, mm. Really impressed. Really, uh, really listened also to the, the rest of the, the album. Yeah. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah. Nice one. Rich, Rich M? Yeah, I'd, I'd heard these guys before. So I was uh, quite pleased you put this on. Oh, nice. Nice. And Rich B? Yeah, same. Really like their previous stuff. Um, quite different and um, they stand out from a very large crowd, I think, in terms of the, the combination of things that they've got going on. Yeah, absolutely. That's a, a great comment, Rich, actually. Yeah. Right, lads, here's a taster of um, the track First Life, A Horrible Death to a Horrible Man from the album Days Gone By. A bit of Danish music for you, lads.
Right, lads. So there you have it. That is a horrible death to a horrible man. Again, I can't get over the name of the band. I absolutely love it. Uh, that track is First Light from their album, Days Gone By. It came out very recently. That's again, with the last few weeks, I don't have my notes to hand. Um, Rich B, kick us off with this track, man. What do you think? Um, I love it. Yeah, I love it. Um, if I wasn't familiar with this band already, based on the opening blast beats and then the clean vocal and the black metal styling, I'd have instantly loved it anyway. So, but because I knew them, I was kind of half expecting that combination. Mm. Um, so it's, you know, it's a very, very aggressive opening. Yeah. And then when the clean vocals come in, which by the way, those vocals could fit quite happily with goth, or post-punk yeah but to have it with a background of effectively black metal mm. um i think it's really really effective and really unusual and stands yeah. out like i said before um i i did laugh when i saw your and i'm not having to go about your genre tags again but well i am <laughs> because well blackened shoegaze is a better description than black gaze for reasons that when I say black gaze out loud, you are probably coming around to my way of thinking. You might get a few complaints if you start talking about black gaze. <laughs> That's not the kind of show, yeah, I know, yeah. <laughs> That's an entirely different show for another world. And you know, I never I never looked at it that way, but it's fucked for me now anyway. That's forever. <laughs> That's how I'm going to. Black and shoegaze from now on. Um, but you, probably, you appreciated me saying black and shoegaze that was a nice tag yeah yeah absolutely yeah. I mean you you, you 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 nearly recovered from your previous <laughs> failings this evening <laughs> um, this track's not the strongest on the EP for me and I've spent quite a bit of time with it over the past mm. weeks not just because of this show but also because you know I like the band and I was looking forward to this release um, but yeah I, I like what they do. I'd love to see them live. Um, whether they would be on Dunk's radar, mm. you know, they kind of sit possibly in the same territory as a, as a swarm of the sun who have played Dunk. A nation band in a, in a Dunk band. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So um, there's not many out there currently doing what these guys are doing. Um, so absolute kudos for that. Um, yeah. So. Nice. Thumbs up from me, definitely. Big thumbs up. Uh, Tim? Yeah, I really love the song also. It was new for me, like I said. Um, really love the kind of epic, bombastic at times. Uh, the, the clean vocals are really, really uh, unique and they're a little bit on the edge of, yeah, like, like original mm. post-punk, but also a little just... Uh, just in June, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Uh, the raw. So, so it's very special. Like, like, like I said, but before, but the other band, thirteen a dozen. This is really something different, you know. This is mm. unique for this band, and that, that I really like. Um, sometimes a bit reminding me of all them witches uh, vocals mm. a little bit. Yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, really, mm. um, I really love this, and I would really love to see it live. I saw that they. They are from Denmark, so they uh, they played with Convent and Alchemist. I really hope they can put those three bands together and uh, let them play uh, over here. In, uh, <laughs> let, 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 them, let them make a, a Tim Fest for you, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tim yeah. Fest cool. <laughs> Really glad, and I really love the uh, the artwork of. Uh, yeah. Uh, wow, it's very nice. stunning with the blue. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I think, uh, hope they have vinyl so I can or uh, only let alone for the uh, for the for the for the artwork alone. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, uh, but uh, the reason I picked this track actually is because it was already released as a single. So I said I just again just in case I overstepped the mark, I said I'd pick the song that was already released. But um, I just think there's so many elements to this band. There's so many styles and sounds in it. Um, as I mentioned, Richie off air there. That St. Petersburg post-black sound of Show Me a Dinosaur, Tierna, um, Olhava. There's big, big elements of that song, which I absolutely fucking love. That heavy, fuzzy, 
black metal guitaring. Um, the softer vocals then, again, we all have our own backgrounds in music, but Johan Edlund from Tiamat, his vocal came to my mind straight away because he was never, like you said, Tim, it's never perfectly in tune. It, it's just staying within range, but that's the beauty of it, you know? I think that's the beauty of his vocals. Um, yeah, refreshing out, loved it. One of the unexpected releases of the year for me, and it's definitely going to be up there for as an album, a potential album of the year. Um, yeah, I'm going to leave this last word to Rich M, I'd say, because I know this maybe, man. Maybe I can. Uh, yeah. You said Tiamat, and uh, I really um, had a mind that, uh, with the clean guitar parts mm. a little bit, reminding me of uh, the, the Wild Honey uh, album uh, a little bit. So There is a bit of that there too, actually. Tim. Tiamat, yeah. Nice one. Rich? Hmm? That's it. Loved it. That's it. That's it. I've got more to say than I that. I was say, we fucking time to kill. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, it right up my street in terms of, you know, the, the blast beats, the death, the sort of black metal sound of it. Mm. Absolutely adored it. Um, it's one of those tracks where if you, if you were seeing it live at a dunk, when that initial beat kicks in, you just know you'd have a huge grin on your face and you'd be turning to everyone saying, oh, yes. You know, it's one of those moments. That moment, yeah. That nod of approval. Oh, yes, we're going to have fun here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Brilliant. For me, at the first time I heard it, the vocals, I had to go back and listen again and listen again. And then I thought, mm. yeah, does it work? Doesn't it work? It absolutely does. Mm. And the other thing I enjoyed, and this is a very small little thing, is the ending of it. Most people would have put a two-minute crescendo ending in. They went for about four seconds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. True. Bang, 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 gone. Yeah. Brilliant. Just something completely different. So, yeah, definite thumbs up from me. Excellent. Fuck a top marks all around, so that's for a horrible death to a horrible man. You enjoy saying that, don't you? I actually yeah. love saying it, Jay. I've been saying <laughs> it, it again. Yeah. <laughs> I had to stop myself from coming up with a list of uh, individuals that might fit that description. There's <laughs> <laughs> uh, none on here, obviously, Rich. No, there's, no, there's none. none on here. I was thinking that's all that matters. Uh, people in the news that uh, that might need to suffer that yeah <laughs> have that conversation either this evening brilliant lads that's the four tracks that we've um, that we said we'd cover and we've covered so thumbs up thumbs down for Leech on, on the fence on the fence yeah I think thumbs up on the basis that I know they can do better yeah um, and I think they'll show that in the album even if it's full on electric Electronic. If they retain their electronic elements. Um, <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, yeah, thumbs up for me as well, Abzi. I, I know it's it's lacking something, but I think there's better to come from the band. I just think this is definitely just a taster, just to get us sucked in. I think there's gonna be better tracks released before the album drops. Um Crane, Catharsis too, that's Thumbs up. Yep. Thumbs up for me. Yeah, all around. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, the lads, Morning Colours from the UK. But to, I suppose, to be fair, take aside pigeonholing the band for a minute. Oh, take, yeah. take it as, as, as it is. Yeah, I'd want to hear more, I think. Mm. Um, I, I, I listened to the rest of the EP and I enjoyed a couple of the other tracks a bit more. So. Yeah. Yeah, I'm 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 happy to be open-minded in terms of uh, more material from them. It's a mm -hmm. promising start, I think you call it. Absolutely, yeah. You'd agree, yeah, lads, Rich. On on the fence with it, give it give some more listening to it. Um, yeah, some bits I liked, some bits mm -hmm. were sold up my street, but that's what music's all about. Nice, I said, Rich. Oh, very diplomatic altogether. Perfect, Tim. Uh, I will try the uh, the other uh, numbers on the songs. Yeah. Uh, but if if it's uh, a little bit the, the same as this, then then it's not for me. Okay. And again, that's the last one. They're horrible. Death to a horrible man. <laughs> Can't stop saying it. <laughs> uh, thumbs up all around. The, the highlight of the night, I think, lads. Is it that track? Yeah, for me, definitely. Absolutely brilliant. So there you have it, guys. There are the first four tracks ever to be reviewed on the review room as part of Smashing Skull sessions. Um. We want to sort of include something else every week as well into this. So maybe we just bring up another topic to discuss. And I was trying to think of what to bring up for the first episode, lads. And the most fucking obvious one stood out like a sore tongue, no matter what way I turned, was, was Dunkfest. Because 
as I said, we, we met up for the first time back in 2017, lads. And ever since we've been dunk compatriots and we've witnessed some seriously emotional moments True. that you, would, you wouldn't even have with your own fucking wife, you know what I mean? Not combined with the lads. It's all from Rich. It's from Rich. So this year, I know, sorry now, Tim, I know you haven't been at this year, but you were there in 2019, so we can include you in the conversation. Yeah, 18 and 19 I was there, yeah. And 18 as well? 18 also, yeah. Yeah, one day, one day. Okay. Cranial and... Uh, I thought, yeah. Oh, nice one. So, Laz, what did you make of this year's dunk, 2023? We go with oh, Rich M, so fuck it. Start with. Um, for me, mm-hmm. it was the strongest lineup in terms of music um, this year, in terms of bands I like. Whether that's because I'm getting older and I'm less inclined to go and see bands that I'm sort of on the fence about, I used to go to see as many bands as I possibly could at a festival. You know, if there was 10 on in a day, I'd go and see all 10. Now I'm a bit more picky, especially when there's 14 flights of stairs involved to move between stages, as there is at the new Dunk. <laughs> but there were some really, really good performances from, from some bands. Mm. Uh, it's a festival that is all about the people. Yeah. It is about the people, regardless. Anyone could play and it wouldn't matter. Um, but for me, I don't think the lineup was quite as strong throughout mm-hmm. the first day there wasn't really much for me at all on the first day except for you know god's national mm. um, so it was a, a different festival experience for me this time okay okay rich b what do you think yeah i mean the first thing to say i know there's been a lot of um talk um on the socials about the relocation mm-hmm. um, and whilst um, in comparison with the beautiful forest that we spent, you know, three festivals in, there is no comparison because that was just paradise. Uh, and we had some great moments there, which, you know, we all shared. Um, but I'm just really pleased there is still a Dunk Festival to go to. Um, and, you know, huge credit to the organisers and everyone involved because they just put on a great party. Mm. Like Rich... Um, I was disappointed with the lineup. I mean, you can't go far wrong with the headliners, yeah, and the, and the support cast on the main stage in the evening. I think, generally speaking, that you know, it's Premier League post rock, post metal, isn't it? So, that was yeah. always going to be spectacular, and it was beyond that. Um, there was and yeah, again, I'm going to sound like a bit of a genre anorak here, but there's just not, there wasn't enough in the way of traditional post rock and traditional post metal to see me through each day. You know, I quite like the experimental stuff to go off and have a break and and, and discover something new, mm-hmm. but there was there was too much of it for me. Um, and yeah, I struggled to entertain myself. For, which for the first time ever at Dunk Festival, I found myself at a loose end more often than not. But as Rich said, that doesn't actually matter because there's so many great people to spend time with, have a beer, yeah. go out yeah. in the sun, you know, and talk music or, um, or talk about the world we live in and life in general, you know. So from that point of view, I'll always go to Dunk mm-hmm. because it's like a gathering of the clans now, isn't it? That's what, that's what it's become, isn't it? It is. And, and despite what we've both said about having plenty of time between bands, there were still a lot of bands who were really good, even apart from the headliners. You know, Nordic Giants were good, A.A. Williams was good, We Lost the Seat. There was enough there that made it worth going anyway, but it just yeah. wasn't as packed as usual. Yeah, I wasn't mm-hmm. in my usual floods of tears every half an hour like I've been in three Only years. once or twice this time, eh, Rich? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, you've mentioned them. We lost the sea. I'm sorry. Um, I mean, I loved Armin Ra. I thought they were absolutely sensational on the Friday night. But we lost the sea. I mean, I've seen Mono so many times. I know what they're going to do. They're absolutely amazing. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. It was only the second time I've seen We Lost the Sea. And Rich and I spoke about this when we were traveling back to the UK. The last album. Obviously, after the departure songs, it was always going to be difficult, wasn't it? It was big shoes to fill. Yeah, with triumph and disaster. What did you think? I wasn't in love with it. It took me a long time, mm. and seeing it live 
those tracks took a completely different persona, um, almost to the point where um, Towers sounded even more epic than Challenger, if that's possible. So yeah, that was my that was my moment. That was my epiphany. I always have one, and that was it during the uh, the crescendo of first um, Challenger and then Towers. I think it was just awesome. I'd have to agree with you, Rich, on that. To- or Challenger, I've seen we lost to see maybe three or four times, and that's the moment I wait for that moment to 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 well up, you know, <laughs> in my own little bubble, like. But Towers has become, I think, one of the greatest tracks they've ever ever done live. It's it's monumental, like it really is. And it you just can... gets bigger and bigger. I mean, it's well named. Uh, it, is. it is. It is. Named for that reason, but Jesus. And uh, you can see it. You can see it in the band. Oh, they're they're playing off it too. Like I mean, they were into it. Like they 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 were lapping it up at Dunk this year. I thought. They really were. They really what were. about you, Pat? Yeah. Uh, where were you? Where were you at in terms of your uh, enjoyment? The, the lineup. Caught me off guard, I'll be honest. You know, you wait every couple of weeks, you want to see what bands are being dropped, what names have been dropped, and every couple of weeks I'm going, fuck, no, no. Come on, come on, give me what I want. Very experimental. As you said, bar the main stage, which was wall-to-wall fucking belters, like absolute belters, without without break, like it was unbelievable. But yeah, it had too experimental for me. Maybe I'm just not musically fucking in tune with stuff that's going on at the moment. Who knows? But I was surprised though when I got there. Um, I really, really enjoyed it the whole weekend. I thought it was fantastic. Like you said, the camaraderie between everybody getting together, seeing the same faces again, having that opportunity to have a break because a band that you know isn't your cup of tea that you can walk away from. It's probably a nice thing at times as well because there is no window to eat. Like there's, there's not a fucking opportunity to eat at Dunk for 10 hours. Like, Am I right in saying that? I mean, who who ate well for three days? I didn't anyway. The, the gaps this time actually gave us a chance to go out and yeah. find a restaurant to eat in mm. rather than grabbing a burger from around the corner, which is probably good at our age and state of health to be able to do this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, um, it, it never disappoints, right? Don't never disappoints because the work and the effort that they put in. That's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. Words don't describe it, like the work that goes into it. I mean, the staff, all the volunteers, like it's just something special. The forest was unique though. And, and that was its unique, that was its USP for years, I think. Um, it's taken people a lot of time to get over that, I think, and to accept where we are now. We do need to talk about the sound in the uh, on the second stage as well. Because... Mm-hmm. Um, I felt this last year and I felt it again this year. There's that room, the sound is not great. And I don't know if it's the room I... sound desk or what, but it just there was there was only one band that I saw the entire weekend in there that sounded good, and that was AA Williams. Okay. I I think, and I agree, there's a lot of bands that, that don't necessarily sound great in there. I think it's a very difficult venue to get right. But what it does is it sorts out the good sound engineers from the not so good sound engineers. Hmm. There are three or four bands over the last two years that have sounded incredible in there. So it is possible. I just think it's harder to hit that mark. Yeah. Rue were great in there last year. Sag and Fon were great in there last year. A.A. Williams was great in there this year. So it is possible. Right. I just think it's a sound engineer. Yeah, so fair points, Tim. Oh, sorry. We go again. <laughs> no, he's lost that, it that, now. That's going on the blooper reel at the end. Isn't it? He's <laughs> lost it now. Yeah. Fuck, which which do we go and look after this for me? Yeah, fair points, Rich. Um, yeah, yeah. Look, like he said, as I will go to Dunk every year anyway. Um, I suppose on the way home from Dunk, when you're battered and bruised and your feet are blistered from the stairs, you know you're thinking, Nah, I'm going to take a year off and and reassess. But no. I have the accommodation booked already. I'm looking at flights already. So look, it's going to happen again. You know, it's. I think it's something you can't stop once you start. But I'll be right in saying that it's going to be very hard to walk away from it. Yeah. Well, I know you, fucker. If we didn't go look, uh, next year, you'd be like, oh, it was the best ever. <laughs> yes. It was the best ever. So it, just for fear of missing out, I have to go regardless. But um, yeah, I'll be there. Yeah, I think, well, as, as long as everyone else goes and 
there's enough music there to, you know, yeah. to hold interest for three days, then absolutely. If, no, it, if, if it suddenly turns into a, a rap festival and no one else is going, then I might pull out. But... <laughs> what have you got against rap? I just, I needed a genre quickly off the top of my head. It was the first one I came to. We need to talk about your dislike of rap, Rich, because uh, I think it's quite important to get this out into the open. It'd be interesting I, to see what style would come out of it, though. What would, what would, what would you wear to the event, Rich? I'd be curious to see if it was all a rap. I'd, I'd go back to my school days. I'm a big VW badge, you know. I'd go Beastie Boys 80s. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but look, uh, I know, Tim, Tim, you were at Dunk before. Like, you were there in 2018 and 2019. Um, you haven't been in the new venue. But would you go back to Dunk based on your experiences from those two years? Yes. Uh, if the lineup is good, mm. I really found the, the location. Yeah, you have uh, you have no comparison. You, you're, you're right, Richard, but uh, uh, also you have. <laughs> so uh, I, th- I thought that was re- really unique, and everybody thinks that, of course. Um, but I, I agree on the, the atmosphere there, the, the, the love for music. You you feel it in every tree. <laughs> you felt in every tree and every people. You know, so that's that was mm. tr- truly unique. And um, but I I, um, I really uh, love more the, the post metal. There's more the, the bit more heavier stuff than the yeah greenish post rock experience yeah. experimental stuff. And I thought yeah well uh, I have yeah we have a lot of great festivals over here in in, in October also uh, Soul Crusher uh, Samhain and there's more. Mm. Post black, you know, doom, uh, post metal, heavier stuff, and yeah, all, all things cost money, you know. So I really have to choose, and if I have to go to Ghent, uh, pay for hotels, and, and and I don't really like the the, the bands or not not mm. enough, then I have, yeah, then I have to choose, and then I, so so far uh, it wasn't yeah uh, enough for for me to choose again from Dunk, but. I totally agree with the the special atmosphere you uh, you all uh, described, and uh, yeah. I w- would really love to to come back there again. Yeah, sure. So yeah, it depends on who plays so for you, Tim. Yeah. Whether you'd go back again or not. Yeah, mm. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's fair enough, I suppose. Um, I was looking at again, just going through the bands and stuff, and I was thinking, who would you like to see next year? Like, what bands need what band names need to be dropped for you to automatically say? Fuck it, I'm going, lads. Russian circles. Russian circles. Well, we, we were thinking about who has played there but not for a while and is big enough to headline. I mean, if you look at who was headlining this year, who played this year, you've got to take out Caspian, you've got to take out God is National, you take out Mono, you take out Armin Roth. There's a lot of bands there who mm. are headliners. Mm. Russian circles played in 2018. Yeah. That's five years. I think they'll be there. Mm. Anyone else? I'm, I'm hoping um, one band in particular who I've only seen once um, in London about seven years ago, Jacob. Yeah. J- Jacob, lining at Dunk. I mean, they have done it before. Mm. They don't travel much these days, as as, as we know. But yeah, um, yeah. But those guys, I just um, I love their music, and I think they would be a perfect headliner for one of the nights. Mm, maybe play Solace in full would, would be a, a dream for me. A dream. That would yeah. be good. Yeah. I threw down a couple of names there that I'd love to see next year. Um, I'm going to try and shorten it a bit. Uh, Black, B-L-A-K. Um, mm-hmm. j- just a bucket list band. I have to see them. Whenever I hear they're going to play live, I'm traveling, simple as. I'm going to be there. As for Armada Sun was one of the most emotional experiences I've ever had at Dunk. Um, and I want to relive that. And I know they're writing new music. So maybe next year, I've, I think we're in agreement, actually, lads. As far as the sun was okay. a fuck, it's something else. I think that was the moment where we met, uh, Pat. It was right. exactly that. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it was. <laughs> Fucking yeah. head, going tears, hugging, looking at Hugging and blubbing, presumably. Yes. yes. Um, <laughs> the American contingent, lads, they seem to come every couple of years. Uh, I reckon we're going to see a. The boys traveling this year, maybe next year, maybe I was hoping maybe pray for sound pillars, ranges, coastlands, get them back because there's a lot of new music. So I think they seem to travel in herds like so. 
Yeah, they do, don't they? Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. They, were, they were missing in action largely this year, apart from mm. Casper, weren't they? Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, of the ones that you listed, the one that made the biggest impact on me, um, and obviously I was aware of the album before with Pillars, mm. I, I thought they sounded absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Um, the, it would have been 19, wouldn't it, I think, did they play? Pillars, I think it was 18. I might be, I might be wrong, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Check the poster behind you, Pat. And that's 22 and 23 money, I'm afraid. The others are in storage somewhere. Yeah. Um, new bands, that's Crane. Yeah. I'd yeah. love to see them there. I'd like to see Bruce there. Excuse me. Which might be a slight departure from what from post-rock festival, Brutus. Oh, yeah. I, I thought they'd be there this year. Actually, I wish they weren't. I thought I expected them. Yeah. Yeah, Bruce. I mean, particularly as they're Belgian, I would have because I don't think they've ever played Dunk, which mm. I thought strange. Um, so I'm with Rich there. Um, yeah, and some of the newer band. I mean, there's a German band, Glasgow Coma Scale, who every every year since Enter Oblivion came out, which is yes. for me is one of the best post rock, post metal albums yeah. of the last ten years. Yeah. They don't play live very often, and I don't really understand why. I mean, obviously, they've all got day jobs, which might just be that. But I'm amazed those guys haven't been invited to play Dunk. Maybe they have. Maybe mm. they think it's not their their scene. But, yeah, I, I, I want to see that band. I'm probably going to have to come to Germany, I think, to achieve that. Because, um, you know, I would have thought they would have made Dunk by now. Yeah, I'd agree with you. Glasgow Coma Scale are on my list here as well. Um, again, a bit of um, Irish blood into it as well, I suppose. Post, post metal sludge metal. I don't know what we call it. A band called Round Kingdom. Oh, yeah. They they released yeah. a new album there recently as well. Um, I'd love to see them. I think they would really, really suit Dunk. Um, and can I just be? Can I just be edited for a second? Um, you can of course, man. On my work laptop tonight, and there's a shutdown happening in three minutes. No worries. Which means I'm going to get kicked out. How long? Are we? Look, we're going to wrap up in three minutes. Um. But you're gone anyway. If you if you disappear, we wrap up soon after. All right. If you disappear, no one will notice. <laughs> Fair. Okay, so just briefly, lads, other other festivals. So uh, Tim, take this away there. You were at Grass Pop. Yeah. Give us some highlights. Uh Harriet, Antimatter. Um Sleep Token soon. Nice. Oh, fucking angel, of course. <laughs> Old school trash. Old school, man. Life of Agony was good. It was a party. Um, Pantera was pretty good. Mm-hmm. So I was surprised. So yeah, what a nice mix of old school bands. Testament played and with uh, some newer bands. Nice, nice. So yeah, it was good. It was uh, yeah, it was a good, good, good day. Brilliant, brilliant. Um, look, I know some of us are caught for time here, lads. So, look, I'm going to wrap up this evening. Uh, come here, Rich B, Rich M, Tim. Thanks so much, lads, for being part of this first episode of the yep. review room. Um, I hope to see you again in a few weeks' time if you're if you're on for it, which you're tied into contract now. I've, <laughs> I sent that on. I sent that on to sure you've seen it. Definitely, no, absolutely, it's been. Uh... It's been good fun, and uh, hopefully I'll be back on, despite my abuse of some of the uh, some of the uh, genres that you came up with. Yeah, I, I'm going to take it all on the chin, Rich. I'll take all the hits anyway when they come my way. Uh, so, look, everybody, that's it. Thanks to the three guys again so much. Everybody else, tune in in the next few weeks, and we catch you all again. Um, any bands that want to get in touch, Smashing Skull Sessions at gmail.com. Don't be afraid to drop us a message or drop us a track, and uh, we'll see if we can put on our show. Until then, take care. Uh, thanks to Rich Dewey. Jesus, there's so many riches. Thanks to Richie Dewey of the Metal Cell Podcast who edits and produces the show. You'll have fun with this one. Uh, see you all in a couple of weeks. Take care, guys. All the best. Cheers now. <laughs>